Hello, everyone. Oh my God, Tasha, I didn't know you were gonna prepare for like the opening. <laughs> I usually write down stuff to say at the beginning. All right, so we're just gonna wing it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of season two of Black Brew. I'm Aaron. And I'm Joshua. And we're both drinking as we record this. Uh, <laughs> um, Absolutely. We have two topics for you today. First, it's been a year since Joe Biden, Joseph Biden has been in office. And the New York Port Post released a uh, article recently saying that um, if people were to vote for, uh, there's supposed to be an election right now, 60% of the people would vote against Joe Biden. So today, Josh and I are gonna give our opinions about mm, how we think Joe Biden has done as his first year as president. Then later, we're going to get into a topic that um, we have not talked about, but um, it's a very important topic. We're gonna talk about femme gays. Um, what it's like to be a femme gay, what's like to fuck a femme gay, date a femme gay, all the femme gayness, all femme phobia. We're gonna have a good conversation. But first, Josh. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ratchet, baby, I'm ratchet. I swear I'm not drunk yet. Let's get into some. I'm not either. Let's get into some political tea, shall we? Mm, okay, Josh. So it's been about a year. Um, and how do you feel? How do you feel Joe Biden has done as president? I've seen rocks make bigger moves than him. Oh. Without being picked up. Mm. What do you mean? <clears throat> well, I have never in my life anticipated a liberal president spend so much of his time pandering to a group of people that don't give a shit about him mm. for the sake of unity. Mm -hmm. Wasting our time, 2020, 2021, and soon to be 2022. Um, I mean, I, I, that's just how I see I see him as an absolute waste of time. He is so focused on trying to stop our country from falling apart, realizing that is long past. And has squandered our time to protect the groups of people that will need to be protected in amongst the time that we may fall to chaos. But no, he's over here listening to who fills his pockets and playing this little fantasy like, People on the right give any level of fucks or human kindness towards us on the left. We've already been de demonized. They, they ain't no going back. Mm -hmm. And that's how I strongly feel oh. about these pa this past year. I am also not happy about the presidency. Um, I, I knew Joe Biden was going to come into this administration being some kind of guy who was trying to heal the wounds of America and where, you know, restore, uh, what, what did he say? Um, restore the soul of this country and all that good shit. Um, but he- the country had to have a soul to restore. Oh. <laughs> um, Can't turn a angel out, an angel out of a demon. Uh, That's all I gotta say about it. Um, so he, 
he 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 said that he was going to be a very hands-off president and he for the most part has been a very hands-off president but there are a couple of things specifically that have pissed me off about joe biden so he is so busy trying to like i, I get what and let's just set aside COVID for, for right now. Because I get that he's having to deal with COVID right now. And that's like the most important thing. But like his like blatant disregard for all of the other things, because he does not think that he should be like a like hands-on executive style president. Um, and he doesn't want to do that because he knows if he does that, then like mm-hmm. the Republicans are going to be up in arms that like he's out here trying to like tell them. what. So let's talk about the the legislation that joe biden has not been able to pass let's talk about the build back better plan bill that he uh mansion and cinema have both been like the main democrats who have been up in his booty hole preventing him from getting this bill passed and he won't do anything about it he just lets these two senators or i don't even know if mention a senator but he lets these democrats in congress just like walk all over him uh the voting rights act Though the, the Democrats are trying to pass, how he just literally just let Mitch McConnell pretty much just like no, because Black America, he said African Americans vote as much as Americans, as if African Americans are not Americans. That's what Mitch McConnell said. Uh, we could talk about the police wow. uh, brutality bill that they were supposed to pass, which I think it's called the George Floyd Something Act. That too, like, and then let's not forget student fucking debt. He has not canceled student fucking debt. And he said that he would. He said he was going to cancel 10th. I don't know. I don't. All he has to do is sign an executive order and cancel the fucking debt. It, at this point, he has been, you know, uh, putting off and putting off, putting off. We have to start back with our, repay, our payment plans because we're in a pandemic. The fact that we've gone this long with nobody paying their debt and the country is not any worse off than it was before is proof that we do not need to repay repay these student loans just cancel them mm-hmm. period it's ridiculous this- don't even get me started on the fact that he's about to pretty much allow roe v wade to be overturned he's doing nothing about it yeah like i'm like do, do, shouldn't the government be like reacting to this well they to, they are to the like, corruption i mean all of the democrats like they, there have been, like, interviews, not interviews, but, like, I guess, like, correspondence with people talking to Congress Democrats about this, and they have been saying they want Joe Biden to be more executive-style hands-on, but he just refuses to do that, because he said, he got up on stage and said something along the lines of, like, you know, I've been a senator, I've been a vice president, I've done that before, and, like, he says, just I'm in the role of the president, I just don't feel that it is my job to be down there, you know, telling Congress what to do. That's for them to figure out. I'm focused on being the president. Um, so that that's what he he's he's just not gonna do it because he doesn't think that that's what he should do as president. What what is a president supposed to fucking do? Sit there and look good? <clears throat> like quite literally, quite literally, there is nothing to gain for being hands off. There's nothing to gain. There is no wooing the other side into seeing you as this middle ground person, they're not going to do it. They say they're not going to do it. They're not even going to give you the time of the breath. While literally the rights of people are being treaded upon. Actual rights. We're not talking about putting on a fucking mask. We're talking like the right to decide the fate of your future for women and people with uteruses. Like, what the actual hell? We're just going to sit there and blink our eye towards it? 
Susan B. Anthony did not do all this work. Maya Angelou did not do all this work. All these people who came before us did not do all this work for this white man to be sitting in the office staring at us, blinking his eyes, saying, well, Congress can do it. Congress hadn't done shit either. The only thing that's going to stop this is pitchforks and fire, and I don't know which side's going to be holding them. Mm. I I like, mean, I, I'm just like, really, like I, <laughs> I, I really just want to tell people, like, I fucking told you so, because, like, the only thing that I realized that he has done is that he got fucking Maya Angelou to be on the back of the fucking quarter. And like, ooh. that was like, ooh. And I'm just like, we're out here suffering. You can't do, like, I, I'm, I'm just tired of moderates. I'm tired of centrists. I'm tired of neoliberal capitalism. I am tired of it. Like, I just could not take it anymore. I, like, Joe Biden in my eyes has, like... <laughs> I, at this He's point, if you support Joe Biden, if you support Joe Biden in any other f- fashion other than the fact that you didn't want Donald Trump to be president, I am really questioning your politics. Because at this point, what has he done besides been neglectful and been a bystander to all these oppressed people? I think the only thing that is uniting the, the right and the left at this moment is our equal hatred of Joe Biden. Yeah. It's pretty fucked up. It's not a progressive unite. This it's not progressive to, at all. This has nothing to do with Joe Biden, but did you see that there are some people in the Democratic Party talking about Hillary Clinton running in 2024? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I was like, no. It's like, why not just hand them the keys to the fucking office now? Put us out of our misery. It's like, learn your fucking lesson. Crawl back into your goddamn hole. And then the whole, whole, Benghazi, oh. Benghazi. Shut the fuck uh, up. And then the whole insurrection. Uh, the whole fucking COVID situation. I'm thinking to myself, like, first of all, you, you he is such a neoliberal capitalist. To like the fact that all he cares about is getting people back to work when we're clearly at another point in this pandemic where we are not ready to go back to work. And the fact that they First of all, fuck his press secretary, Jen Psaki. I don't like that bitch. I do not like mm-hmm. her. She's so, like, at first I liked her little she's witty. She's kind of mean. But she's mean. Like, she is fucking mean. Like, the fact that that reporter asked her about the COVID, uh, sending, like, uh, COVID tests to people, and she had the audacity to be like, oh, send a COVID test to every American in the country. Like, yes, bitch, send a fucking COVID. What the fuck do you mean? Said, yes. Like, what do you mean? And now we have this fucking fucked up system with the U- USPS where... A family can you can only get four tests, one order of per family per family. And I'm like, this is classist. This is racist. Like what? Like, literally every there are other countries that are completely able to do this. They have less money than us. I do believe the UK is doing it currently. They have less money than us. So why do why is it why is it when any any like idea of like possibly offering up an idea of using money they're like that's ridiculous we don't got the funds for that i'm like yes the fuck we do we've been having the funds why would we not have the funds sharon (laughs) you're using our money for drugs we're using what this is the military is this your is this for your cocaine addiction (laughs) fucking rich people i have a friend who um recently got back from Germany and he was telling me about his experience and he was like I'm not he was like 
I'm not even a citizen in Germany, but he was like, I was able to pretty much get a test of COVID test like almost every day. And I got to bring back COVID tests home with him back to the United States. And it was all free. And I, I just don't, I don't understand like why, like, and he was like, that, that, that's why it doesn't make any sense when Biden says like, we can't do, we can't do X, Y, Z. Well, that's not true when all these other fucking countries out here doing it themselves. And if we're going to claim to be like the greatest country in the world, then you can't sit here and fucking tell me that we cannot get every fucking American a fucking COVID test. Don't, I can't. Because if, if we're going to put, if we're going to sit here and play this fucking annoying ass fucking narrative, this exceptionalist narrative that America is the greatest country in the world, but we can't even get these, get our people fucking COVID tests. When countries much smaller than us are getting the job done. Getting the fucking job done. And I don't mean just small in size and population. I mean small in their GDP. <laughs> we produce the most money, but yet we cannot fucking pay for healthcare issues. Like, what the fuck? There's nothing more important than people being alive. Do you Quite think literally he, nothing. Do you think he's going to get reelected in 2024, Josh? Absolutely not. <laughs> we're gonna get another. We're gonna get another eight years of Trump. Oh, we can't get eight. We can get four. Oh, four, four years of fucking Trump. Do you think he's gonna rerun? Yeah. He's, if ha, have you seen Twitter? Uh, I he, don't, I, I'm not on Trump Twitter, so. Well, Trump Twitter keeps popping up on my Twitter as a notification, and he, he he's making these remarks that are leading up to that idea of him re- redoing it or having someone just like him be in his stead. I don't know. It's if- fucking disgusting. People want it. They're begging for it. Illogically begging for this lunatic who's just here to sow chaos and like discord amongst people. And it just doesn't fucking make sense. How do you? How I do like you- the way he talks. Yeah. Being an asshole. How do you feel about being an asshole? How do you feel about the filibuster? Because that is also a problem that's happening right now in the Democratic Party. Is that some people don't want to get rid of it, but some people do. And I'm like, we need to get rid of it. It's a 50-50 thing, because I get that if we remove the filibuster while it's in favor of us to do it now, then it may come under unfavor later. But at the same time, when you really think about the nature of the filibuster, it's dishonorable. Like, regardless if the group chooses to do something I absolutely disagree with, that's the choice. They voted. They chose it. That This is the system we agreed on. I have to suck it up. The same should go towards the Republicans. They got to fucking suck it up. You know, that's how democracy works. I was, I was watching. I can't remember what news channel I was watching. But I was watching a news channel. It may have been either The View or CNN, but it was, it was some political commentator or analyst talking about the filibuster. Um, I think it may have been The View and it was Sonny Hauser talking about it, uh, but don't quote me. But she was talking about when someone asked like, I think it was because Sarah asked like, aren't you afraid that if we get rid of the filibuster, then like, um, then like the Republicans won't play to that to their advantage. And Sonny had said something along the lines of like, like, do you honestly think that like, they would not be like even like that, that that the filibuster is actually stopping them from like going through with like their like oppressive legislation as it is like right now because it's like really not like if any like at like 
even if like if we got rid of the filibuster and we remained in like a uh, democratic controlled you know congress then like things would get done we won't have to wait for the filibuster but even if we if we got rid of the filibuster and we like because democrats are not out here filibustering because they they all of them think it's really unethical anyway so either way if we had a republican controlled congress either they would use the filibuster to their advantage if we still had it or if they didn't, if we didn't have it, they'd just go through the legislation anyway because they're Republican-controlled Congress. So if anything, I don't see, I, I don't think that it would be worse off if we got rid of it. Like, I don't think that they would, it would be to anyone's, any Republicans' advantage anymore than they are taking current control. Like, either way it goes, they're going to they're gonna use something to their advantage. And so I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. we might as well use an advantage to get rid of it so that we can pass legislation. If we didn't have the fucking filibuster, maybe we would have passed back some of these bills about police brutality, about voting rights, about like anything, but that, yeah. They filibuster things that like in its quality and purpose has no business being filibustered. Like it's just, I think they filibustered, um, it was something to do with education a while back. Like this affected everyone. Like it would be to the benefit of everyone, and they were filibustering it. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but I was sitting there like, "How fucking disgusting are you to impede this?" Lord forbid, other children who aren't white, middle class, and privileged get educated. Well, uh, Kristen Cinema, you know, the Democrat from Arizona, she voted with the Republicans to keep the filibuster, and the Democratic Party of Arizona has censured her after that um so like they're they're pissed with her like nobody like we're, we're done with her she's a fucking republican but we have to move on to our next topic um so yes we well josh who 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 are you before we move on is there anybody you would like to see run in the 2024 election honestly at this point i don't know if it would just be good to watch the country burn i die in the mass of it or we start over that's just how I feel about it. You want a revolution? Yeah, but that's going to go to shit. It always does. All right. And then die happily on that land. All right. So next topic is going to be <laughs> fem, fem gayness. So um, we are, we both exist on some spectrum of like being fem. Um, and I... I just like we we're a black queer podcast and we've talked about a bunch of queer topics, but like we have not talked about you know being femme and like femme for like us as like queer people and then like how we perceive like other people's fem like feminists and then we talked about like uh, like femphobia and like the queer community and even outside the queer community. So like, how do you like what is we can talk about our our first ourselves being femme. So, like, how do you, I guess, identify with, like, feminists? Honestly, I'm completely unmarried to this, like, conglomerate <laughs> idea of masculinity and femininity. It's a waste of breath of air and time. I'm like, why are we categorizing these things? It's stupid. Oh, it serves no purpose. Oh. And so, for me, I just kind of live life in this neutral zone. I realize my position in life. <laughs> on how people have placed those identities on me, that I'm feminine. 
because of the way I talk, act, and what I care about. But I'm like, I'm fucking Joshua. <clears throat> why does it fucking matter? And the reason I'm so antagonistic towards it, I'm like, it is the sole reason why a lot of people tell me, sorry, I just I wouldn't date you because you're too fam. I'm like, I'm fucking Joshua. Like, why why are you taking these these loosely connected behaviors and conglomerating it into this idea that now we have to you have to demonize? Like, it's stupid. So what? I take a bath twice a day. Like, get over yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Taking a bath twice a day is considered femme? I guess the fuck so. Who told you that? I just kind of made it up on the spot, but we know how straight men are. And they get okay, close so, to boys and masculinity. Yeah. So for me, I am the complete opposite. I identify as a femme supremacist. Um, and that I am not joking oh, when I say that. I am very much like, yes, um, some might even call me a, um, a femme separatist. Uh, even maybe low-key a gender separatist. But I... I <laughs> I, I, um, for me, I used to be very, very much like when I first came out or before I came out, before I, when I first realized that like I was gay and I, I was like in high school, um, I was very anti-femme. Like I had a bunch of like, and I now know that it was internalized like femme, like femme phobia. Uh, because I did not like femme gay men. I absolutely fucking hated them. Um, I don't know what... Like, it, when you mean that, like, you, you're not attracted to them or, like, their presence disturbed you? Their presence disturbed me. Oh, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, um, and I'm, obviously that's not the case anymore. Um, but I don't know what it was. Uh, well, I do know it's because it, it was internalized because uh, deep down, that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to freely express my feminist. Um, and I was jealous that they were able to do it. Um, that's called reflection uh, and therapy. <laughs> Personal growth. Yes. I, I'm proud of you. And as a femme supremacist, um, I, I, I'm, I'm also non-binary. Um, and even though non-binary does not exist on the spectrum of masculinity and femininity, I do like lean towards more so femme in the way that I talk, the way that I act, the way that I dress, uh, the things that I like. Um, it's like, so, it's like so, so close to like, I don't know. It's, I obviously don't identify as a woman, but like, um, I, I do prefer- <laughs> you, you so close to the line, you're telling it. Yes. Um, so <laughs> like I I just like I just don't think like there is nothing about like masculinity that like just interests me. Like there's nothing in it that I'm just like, oh that's that's interesting. I don't like any of it. Um, so it just nothing and this is not like obviously not toxic masculinity, but just like regular masculinity, nothing about it interests me. It's all very like boring to me, and I would much prefer like femme stuff. And so that's why I am very, and I'm very happy and proud that I am connected to like my feminist now. I'm proud of it and that I can express it freely and that I no longer am disturbed by other uh, femme gay men. But I have also gotten the like, I don't want to fuck you or date you because you're too femme. Um, And I, that is something that I am currently reflecting on and trying to understand why that is um 
And I don't want to just like reduce it to them just like, oh, they just have internalized homophobia because um, there are people- They might generally not be attracted to like that, those characteristics. Well, what I have come to learn is that a lot of femphobia is like grounded and rooted in like misogyny. So. Mm. That makes sense. I mean, like for me, like I've dated men that most of the men I date sit in the middle. Um, usually behavior leaning towards like the more androgynous to them. I personally like, no offense, I said Leonard, no offense, Aaron. Like you, you who like real far, I probably wouldn't find that attractive, not because I put value towards it. It's just, it doesn't turn me on. And that's how I just like root things. And it's not like, oh, I think this is disgusting. It's like, this just does not turn me on. Um, that's not, that's not how my internal mental scape works. It's very grounded into like my physical reality, not be because I'm Earthside. But like, to get on the topic of masculinity, I personally am a proponent to believe that masculinity doesn't exist. Um, masculinity is okay. like whiteness and it, it's only able to be acknowledged because femininity is acknowledged. It is an assumed binary that exists. So we have categorized all these groups of behaviors, dress, actions, identity as femininity. And then the only way something's masculine is as long as it's not considered feminine. It doesn't have a nature. I look at masculine men and they're pretty bland. And the reason why they're bland is because they're, they don't have qualities. They ha- they're devoid of qualities. So that's why you see like in the most toxic examples of toxic masculinity, straight men who aren't nurturing, who aren't caring, who aren't intellectual, who aren't this, aren't that, they're, they're not independent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There is more of a list of things what they aren't than things that they are. And the only things that you can get that are the are is like aggressive, um, it's like aggressive, assertive, a very, act, <clears throat> a very has to be tied to action, but not action rooted in thought. And I'm like, that's not a quality, that's stupidity. Um, I just really don't think masculinity exists. And it and the, the real core of my reasoning started thinking that is because I as a kid could not understand it. It didn't make sense. When I was schemating things in life, I was like, this doesn't make sense. There's not an example of what I should be. There's only examples of what I shouldn't be. And it puts you in this perpetual fear of just doing nothing. It's this neutral ground. It's just existing without actually participating in life. And that's masculinity. Mm. Masculinity is not doing sports. It's doing the expectation of sports. It's waiting for when sports is no longer considered masculine and then they no longer will do it. Mm. And it follows that whole concept. I mean, it goes back to like misogyny, this belief that womanness or feminineness is impure taints and whatever it touches is considered unclean re-echoing back to ways that we used to treat women when they had to go through their cycle or when people with uteruses had to go through their cycle it's, it's that same mentality as soon as it gets touched it's suddenly impure and it's stupid 
it's completely stupid. It doesn't make sense. And I guess that's why I completely just like, I'm not going to identify either way because I'm playing into their system. If I identify as feminine, I'm playing into the patriarchy system. The whole thing is to make this binary, the what we shouldn't and what we should. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to do what I want. At least that's how I like, I've rationalized that it existed within the binary. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, okay. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I don't agree with it, but it makes sense. Um, so, so what part do you not agree with? I, well, for one, I don't agree with the claim that, um, partaking or being femme is in some way like engaging or partaking or like conforming to patriarchy. Um, I don't agree with that. And in my mind right now, I, I'm not going to say I necessarily disagree, but I am skeptical to agree with your claim about masculinity being just like what is like not um, feminine. Um, and that just comes from, and I comes from like, cause you use the comparison of like whiteness. Um, and I don't know if I necessarily agree with that as well. Um, just from like, I guess the kind of like readings that I have done, um, and then also talking to like Leslie, um, and trying to like, I guess, further understand, uh, like whiteness studies and stuff like that. Um, and then there is obviously like masculinity studies, um, people like researching and write about like male bodies. And so I... So what would masculinity be? Because I mean, in, in the end, masculinity and femininity are two made up concepts. Just like gender is a made up concept. Race is a made up concept. They're concepts that we've made up, but yet yes, power they're, to. They're both. So they're both. So they wouldn't exist if we didn't give them power. Well, not just not acknowledge it, but didn't yes, give so them power. Both, obviously, they're both obviously social constructs. And like we could take like a single trait and you could argue one one way or the other that like, say, for example, let's say like leadership. You could argue that that's masculine. You could argue that that's like there are different traits that you could argue that uh, might be like, uh, oh, this is a masculine trait. This is a feminine trait. But I mean, there's like no definitive, like actual like traits to both mask and femme because it's all subjective anyway. And it's all um, like a social construct, obviously. But even that being said, even though it's a social construct, um, if we just think about, I mean, we, of course, like the patriarchy, it tries to force us into binaries, obviously. Um, but like we live in a binary system. And so the way that we are currently using language to communicate and talk about these concepts are for the most part are going to be in binaries. And there are other, I guess, like, I don't know what you would call them. I guess, uh, what what is like the word for like masculine, feminine, gender uh, expressions? that are neither mask or femme or both or something else completely. Um, But when I say that like I am femme and that I don't like 
uh, masculinity. I am, of course, using the language. I'm using, obviously, the language that the patriarchy has set for like the normative things that we think about when we think about people who are mask or people who are femme. Because obviously, just because I say like, oh, to me, being femme, it's like, I, you know, I like pink, but like, obviously, pink is, it's not, there's no gender, there's no actual definitive thing about pink being like a femme concept, a femme thing. It's just, it's just a social concept. I've just socially constructed this concept that for me, pink is femme or something like that. But it obviously could also be mask for somebody else. So also, I just, femme in terms of like, if we think about it as like a political label for me, there's also some like form of like political identity and being femme as like a form of like resistance for me to toxic masculinity, to patriarchy, to cis heteronormativity. So that's also another thing is that for me, it's also like a political identity. Like I, to I totally get that. Cause I mean, it's the same, I mean, this is rooted in my same view of race. Like there's phases that we will have to enter through to dismantle the system. First, acknowledging the thing that is being demonized to no longer be demonized and then work from there reversing the effects. But like in a fully deconstructed world where we just don't put value in these things and they just exist as they are, like there is a lack, because with femininity and masculinity, there is an expectation of behavior, an expectation of living, an expectation of embodying these things. And for me, like, I just can't. I just don't, like, I can't mentally, like, construct an image for either. And it's just, it, for me, it's too much. Because it, it, if I choose to identify either way, I'm cutting a piece off or demonizing a piece off. And that's not what I want to do. Like, I'm thinking, like, grand scale. Like, I just think, like, like with race, the system needs to be completely dismantled because it's so stifling because for me like you choosing to be feminine and whatever like in reality you don't really get to choose to be feminine I mean you are who you are you can either choose to repress or not repress your natural behaviors and desires and so for me I'm like I don't want like I don't want to play this game at all and so I'm even though I'm pretending like the game exi doesn't exist, I'm not saying the game doesn't exist and that we have to, we are still not having to navigate it. But my eyesight is on a world that's just doesn't have it. Well, like, yes, I, I, in a perfect world, I would not want there to be any form of like expectations for like how my gender should perform, how it should be expressed. That and that, but yes, I would love to never even have to hear the word femininity or masculinity ever again for the rest of my life and just go out and just be like, I'm going to wear what I want to wear. I'm going to act how I want to act. And there is no expectations about how I should act based on my genitalia. I would love for that to be the case, but that is not the case. And even if I go out, you know, I may go out and, you know, artificial nails, a face full of makeup. Uh, I might be wearing traditional- Did you say an artificial nose? Nails. Oh, I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> colors and clothing i could do all of that and of course people could still look at me and not perceive me as feminine because for whatever reason that may be um, cultural context yes i mean for my own personal like like i guess psyche i guess for me to perform what is traditionally thought of as feminine for me that 
relieves my gender dysphoria. So, but I, I, yes, I would love to dismantle the, the system completely. I would love to, I don't want it. I don't want there to be a system where it dictates how I should perform and express myself. But I mean, in the meantime, while I was here, I'm going to resist it and resist the, the expectations that I should be masked. And I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to be what I want to be. And what so I want with the that language, the language to the language to say what I want to be right now is fair. So so with that resistance, that does that mean your avoidance of masculine things or what actions that could fit in that square that is masculine? Give me an example. I really don't know because I don't understand masculinity. <laughs> I mean. I, when you mean avoidance, what do you mean by that? Well, the way when you like feminist supremacists, because in the same energy that like very masculine, heterosexual or like non-woke men go, there is a sense of avoidance to femininity. And when the way you talk about like masculinity is in the same nature that they talk about them interacting with femininity. So like in my mind, it sounds like you're avoidant of masculinity and that you would destroy it or like just not even like deal with it or have it evolved in your life. But for my brain, it just doesn't like, it just doesn't make sense because like we end up doing all these trivial actions regardless. <laughs> trivial. Oh my God. And I'm like, it, 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 for me, for me, it seems like a lot of work. So trying a, to embody masculinity or trying to embody femininity so to when I could just wear what I want. To answer your question, I think there's a there's a complete difference in me and the like people who are like hetero cis avoiding femininity because their avoidance most likely comes from the fact that they have not had some kind of critical reflection on their gender. Um, whereas I have, um, they are out here most likely judging people for how they express their gender, uh, especially if they're not expressing their gender and what and how it is expected to be expressed. Whereas I, even though I, I, I'm more femme and I don't like masculinity, I am not judging people for being masked. And if people express and uh, express and perform that you know, role that identity, that's, that's for them. That's good, good for them. They should, and, and so if they're, if they're happy doing that, then they should be happy doing that. Um, so there's the two differences there. Um, and I feel like I have, because I have had the opportunity and the chance to kind of like live and like breathe like masculine expression and performance, I just don't like it. Like, I just don't like it. I like, for me, I don't like it. It's not that like, I am like anti-mask. I just don't like it for me. Like, it's like, if I like, it's like a piece of- It's not that you avoid masculine actions. You won't go out of your way to do masculine actions. You're not going to do masculinity by choice. I mean, I guess it just depends on like what you see as like being masculine. Like, I mean- See, that's what confuses me. Cause I'm like, if I was avoidant of masculine things, like that would make my life harder in the same way. Like if I avoided doing feminine things, it would make my life 
harder. Like I would have to think about what I'm doing and how it's being perceived. I mean, yeah, that's what definitely does make my, my, my life harder to like avoid certain masculine traits because I, I am perceived as being a, a cis male. So when I avoid any kind of masculinity, I'm clocked, I'm judged, I, people make assumptions about me. Um, and so, and, and that way, yeah, it does. Uh, but like, I mean. Um, what I mean is like, do you ever get to a moment where you're doing an action and you're like, oh, I, I don't, I don't want to look like that or I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to look masculine. But that kind of streamline of thought doesn't occur. Because that's just kind of like what I what I get from your earlier comments. And I'm like, wouldn't that just be harder work? <laughs> when we could I mean, just do what we want and what we desire. I get no those I values. Really, I don't really even think of it like like that. Like in my mind, that doesn't happen where like I'm doing something and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do that because it's masked. I mean, like <sighs> And this is why I wish you would give me an example. If I know you, you can't, but if you would give an example, like I like, I mean, like for example, let's just like take like clothing for an example. Like, there's obviously mass clothing. There's obviously femme clothing. So, like, I mean, I would not like just like preemptively, like proactively go to a store and like pick up something, and like that is obviously masked. And then be like, no, I can't wear this because this is too masked. Like, I just naturally gravitate, in my in my opinion, I just naturally gravitate to the things that like I I like. And if I if I do something that I guess is like, I don't even know like how how to explain like do something that like is masked. Like I don't know because I don't do it. So I don't I don't know. Um, let's or are see. we just not conscious of it? I, I don't know, like what? What do you? Like have? when I think of masculine things, it's usually like really basic, vague, specific, or it's very specific things. Like it's not like femininity where I can say like dresses, being caring, um, flowy colors, this, this, that. Masculine's like football. Like that can't be the whole damn thing. Block shapes, that can't be the whole damn sh- the whole damn thing. Minimalism is that masculine? That can't be it. Mm. I guess here's a good example. Here's, here's a good example. Here's a good example. Dancing. So there now there are dance like I guess like movements that have traditionally, traditionally, obviously socially constructed, since a dance, a movement in itself cannot be, you know, it's a social construct. Let's remember that when I'm saying this. So there are obviously dance movements that are traditionally expected of like mask people and dances of like femme people i would not feel like physically comfortable like i could like i could actually like i could do it but like it wouldn't feel comfortable it would feel like i was like in somebody else's body like it would feel unnatural for me to like take on the like movements of like what like a, a the like guy would do at a dance to some extent versus like what like the girls are doing like to a song does that make sense mm-hmm. so that kind of but i've always viewed like masculine dancing is almost not dancing at all that's what it kind of looks like i mean Especially they're like, not the music they're just kind of standing there they're not out here fucking 
twerking and throwing their flipping their hair and fuck like anyway i also wanted to talk about dating and fucking film people before we get into an hour of this podcast so i want to talk about that let's do it okay so how do you feel about dating slash fucking films (laughs) i guess it really just depends on the degree like there is it's almost territorial there is a a resistance only because if there was to be a feminine role in a relationship, and when I mean by feminine, I mean more like the motherly role, not necessarily like being a woman, but the more mother nature kind of energy, that is my job. Now that that is a part of gender expression that I understand. I don't understand the rest. I haven't conceptualized the rest. I don't know why. I understand mom and like the motherly one. That's me. And if someone else is doing it... That's about the only femme role that I I do not take on. See, I'd gladly take that. I don't want it. Bake cookies, love on people, make them feel comfortable and safe. That's my stick. And I guess just in in general, I just am not physically attracted to it. Like, feminine design things can be pretty, but it's in the same line. Like, I look at nature and I've seen it beautiful but I, I i'm not it's not what ravenous about, it's not what about horny it field what about it is unattractive nothing particular just doesn't turn me on my penis just doesn't get hard towards it so what kind of femme things don't turn you on like what kind of femme things turn you off and see it's not like all of them it's like really extreme like feminine dress like a guy in a dress probably won't turn me on. I just don't think they're flattering. I don't think they're sexy in that design. Um, tight clothes, I like it. Guys wearing makeup to degree, I like it. If it's too much, I'm like, mm, I would, I'd go mm, to a lady anyways. Um, if they have too much makeup on, I'd be like, we need to dull that down. Let's accentuate. Um, I don't know. It, this, I guess if it edges too closely to, and this might sound problematic to like womanness, I don't find it attractive. And it's just like that natural reaction that I have towards women. Like if my brain just codes it in that direction, I'm like, I'm not attracted to it. Like I look at women and I'm just like, I'm not attracted to them. Like there's, it's just kind of like me trying to understand my natural reactions to things. So it's not going to make a lot of sense because it's reaction based. But when I see things that lean towards the mid of femininity and over, I find it attractive. You find there, there can be there can be too masculine and it be unattractive as okay, well. Can you give an example about that? What's That's more about their behavior than necessarily okay. appearance. The there's example? not a lot to masculine appearance. What what's an example? Um, if they they if the way they talk and act is like a caveman, I'm not interested. <laughs> If their emotional capacity is the size of a teaspoon, I'm not interested. Might fuck them, but I'm not interested romantically. Okay, so that's so interesting because I... So maybe mid-tier masculine to light to mid-tier feminine. That's my range. I am femme for femme. Like, I think femme men are so fucking sexy and so fucking hot i don't know what it is but i i think femme 
guys are a lot more attractive than like mask guys in my opinion and this is obviously ignoring the people who are in the middle because whatever but like for me <laughs> for me Fuck you guys i i don't know like i there's like a level of like connectedness and relatability when i see it that makes me feel comfortable to like just i don't know be myself i don't see it as like um there's like a kind of like a for lack of better words like a, a competitive competitiveness and like the roles of like the relationship dynamic and that like there needs to be like a mask and a fem. um i feel like the people who i have been with who tend to lean more femme I, I I don't know. I like it. I like it a lot more. It's so much better to me than like the men who are like mid mask to like full on grown mask. I don't know. I just don't find mask attractive. I think it's lame. I that's, let me not say lame because that's ableist. I think it's boring. I think it's just um, <laughs> me I, now. You just now awakened to me when we use lame like that. Oh wow, we're referring to ableism. Yeah. Um, it boring, wasn't just slang. <laughs> boring. It's sad. It's pathetic. It's just not giving what it's supposed to give. I don't like the. They, they feel like they. They feel like it feels like mass men. They. It feels like they give like fifty percent. And I feel like film guys. They are giving one hundred and ten percent. See, in sex for me, I think what makes a masculine man for me attractive is that. I know I don't have to make the choices during sex and they can just tear me apart. You can have like dumb, you can have dumb but, films. But it's it's not the same. But one could argue, because being dom is masculine trait, then they're entering a realm of androgyny. Mm-mm. No, because this is where this whole thing, this is where this whole thing's convoluted. No, no, Josh, really no, no, Josh, I have. <laughs> Because when it comes to dating, I really don't, like, I say, like, I don't date people on the extremes, but that's also, like, when I'm dating someone, that's also not the first thing I'm thinking about either. Like, when I'm in extremes, I mean, they have to be at their extremes. Like, I, I, and I think what makes me more comfortable about the middle is that I definitely don't have to think about masculinity or femininity. And I feel safe that someone's not judging whether I'm worth being with based on those qualities Mm. if that makes sense because if they sit in the middle it's clear that they're not really paying a lot of attention to either either Mm. i don't want expectations i want i want the behavior that i set for myself and not feel obligated to do something out of my nature unless it's absolutely necessary sometimes you got to kick ass regardless of your gender like i hope that makes sense like it for me, it's not like a a big thing either direction. Like I just I don't think about it, and let, and the only time I think about it is when it is starkly different. That only at those key moments can I tell you, yeah, that's too much for me. But then there might be someone that's only two notches down from them, and I'd be like, they're cute. You know what I mean? No, Josh, you sound very femphobic right now, and I don't like it. How am I femphobic? It's a joke. I was I was just. <laughs> I was gonna say, do you want to fight right now? Bitch, I'll get out my nails. I'll get out my nails too. <laughs> so, Josh, do you think I'm too thin? I mean, I just I think that might be the thing that makes me not attracted to you physically. <gasps> oh my god! 
But because it's literally the only thing I can reason other than you being my best friend. That's another thing. Like, you know, I was very like, unless we started out as friends with benefits, I will rarely find a friend attractive. I, it has to initiate from a sexual relationship. You, I want to tell you something. And don't tell him I said this, but do you remember when we were in that group chat and uh, I'm going to bleep his name out. But do you remember when Ryan had said that like I was too femme to like fuck and he said it would be like it was, he was fucking a woman? That really hurt. Oh, you're laughing. I'm about to be very honest right now. I'm very like. Well, I'm, I'm laughing because I'm just now remembering he actually said that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Not I, because I think the situation's funny. It's just like, wow, he really did say that, didn't he? It kind of hurt my feelings. Oh my God. I, I don't know. It just, it made me like, like, granted, like, I don't, I don't like, expect every person to like fuck want to fuck me or whatever but like i don't know it just he made it sound like it was disgusting to be a woman or to be in proximity of it yes and i was just like okay that's we can be unattracted without being disgusted yeah because now that you've unlocked a memory if i remember this uh, conversation i mean that's kind of how he projected it like it was disgusting yeah and, like, I would never talk about women in that way. Like, I don't find them attractive, but they're not disgusting. They're just neutral. There's a neutral zone. And there is a better way to word that. Like, I'm just not attracted to you. But he decided to attack your character and value to a degree. Yeah. Which is wild, because even though he's physically masculine, is not masculine. Yeah. I hear the way he talks. He reminds me of every other Southern white woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what, what he barking. I at. think I, I like I think that there is some like there's some like uh, level. I don't even know the words I'm trying to say, but like people treat people who are like superficially like femme, like outwardly, like appearance wise, like the way they like, mm-hmm. you know, like dress or whatever differently than people who like maybe like mask on the outside but then maybe they have like personality traits that are certainly that may like be in proximity to feminist so like like you just said like like even though he he like for the most part presents pretty fucking mask right but like there are certain things that he says and does that are femme but like in terms of like i'm thinking about like dating and like the gay community like it's a lot worse to be like, you know, like um, superficial. Visually. Yes. Then versus like, oh, you know, like, oh, I'm very like motherly or like, oh, I like sometimes sound like I am a Southern housewife or some shit like that. Like that, that is, that's something that I've noticed in terms of like femphobia and like the gay community. That like. It makes sense because attraction's rooted first and foremost by visual attraction. That is the first layer that we judge someone by. I have, always, I have always been femme and the way that like I talk, the way that I like walk and just like, just how I like address myself. But like, I was, you remember how I dressed in college? It was not that, like, it was not that femme. It was very neutral. Yes. And like, but like when I started to become very, very like femme and I started dressing a lot more femme, like mm-hmm. I, I I started to notice. I started to notice. Like how people treated you? Absolutely. But we And it's are, fucked up. Yeah. 
we, we're running out of time, Josh. So this podcast is going on to be an hour long. <laughs> and it's supposed to be 30 minutes. So we're going to... They can get over it. <laughs> we're going to end this podcast here. Um, thank you for listening, everyone. Um, be sure to tune in next week with us on our next episode. And remember to follow us on Instagram on at Podcast, And also give us a rating and review on whatever podcast platform app that you're listening to us on because it would be very helpful. And also be sure to share this podcast to your friends because, I mean, who doesn't want to hear two opinionated, loud, black, queer people talk about politics and lifestyle. So share it. And occasionally get in nail fights. Get in what? In nail fights. Oh, okay. Anyway, (laughs) uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.